0: Alright, so this is Move to Improve. I'm your host, Dr. Matthew Jurgis. We have Dr. Greg Uchaz here today and our special guest, which is Julia Shelley. Julia is a um, WBFF fitness champion, um, but she came to that position in a very interesting kind of way because she was a flight attendant for the United Nations. Um, and she was sent out to war-torn countries. Now, anyways, I'll, I'll let her kind of get into that. Um, she also is a women's fitness coach for a brand named Army of Angels. Maybe she wants to touch on that in a little bit. But Julia, how are you doing today?
1: Good, how are you? Excellent. Good, thanks for having
0: me. Greg? Good,
2: man, I'm good. I'm interested to hear some stories. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> saw some pictures here before the before the podcast, and it's pretty interesting. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so um, maybe you can kind of introduce things a little a little more accurately than I have. Uh, so where where did your kind of work with the UN take you? Uh,
1: so I started with um, an airline that contracts to the UN, and um, I started with Afghanistan in 2012. We had a couple years, two years in Afghanistan, and then when uh, when they shut that down, I moved straight to Mali. So I went right into uh, Bamako, Mali, in a UN mission, and then moved all over from Mali to Sudan, South Sudan, Niger, Congo, Yemen, uh, Uganda. Crazy!
2: <laughs> so a lot of a lot of resort countries.
1: That's yeah, nice. beautiful, mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful sunny resorts. Wow.
2: Yeah, pina yeah. coladas on the beach, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And during this time, you were competing either like so, in fitness competitions and, yeah, so I, and became a pro. I,
1: I did my very first competition right before I got the job. And I, it was supposed to just be a bucket list, like a one and done. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to try it out. I was a personal trainer at the time at a gym in my hometown. And it just seemed like a fun thing to do. So, in good promotion as a trainer. So, I tried it. And they're not easy. No, exactly, and I wanted to test myself, you know, to be able to do that, so I I prepped for my first show, I won my first show, and so I went on the following weekend, did another one, won that, and was like, all right, I'm going to keep doing this, (laughs) so, but then, about a month later, I got the call that I got the job, so that put a, kind of a wrench in everything, Um, but in a good way, so I was very excited about the job, but I assumed I wouldn't be able to compete anymore from these kind of locations and then I went to Afghanistan and it turned out it was an amazing place to compete from it was the food wasn't the greatest options you know military defects but the training was I mean we had nothing else to do There not you didn't really have a social life in war zones you just worked out <laughs> so and Wild. it's all military there right so yeah, special forces well, what resources everyone. do you have to work out right like so, you're, you're lifting stones you in, in Africa Absolutely. In Afghanistan, no. In Afghanistan, it was like a set up NATO base. So we had a a decent gym, especially it was like 13 years by then, you know, the war had been going on for. So, yeah, it was well set up um, at that point. But I only did one show from Afghanistan and then got moved to Africa after that. And so when I moved to Africa, I put competing on hold for a couple of years, thinking it was impossible. Um, And then I was... I was deployed in this UN camp in South Sudan once and we had an okay gym was no, you know nothing so, so nothing so great we were you know kind of used to more at home so complaining about like you know thinking we, we had nothing until I looked outside and I realized that the Ghanaian soldiers really had nothing and they, they made the best of it. They were training with cement weights. Um, they couldn't afford to go to the UN gym that we complained about, that we thought we had nothing at. And so I ended up going to train with them and lifting cement weights.
2: So those are the pictures I saw.
1: Those are the pictures, yeah.
2: Yeah, so for listeners, it kind of looks like, it kind of looks like a guillotine that you can kind of put weights on. It was unreal. Right? Yeah. Lots of cable work, right? So a
1: lot of it is, and so we were an aircraft crew, or um, an airline crew as well, so we had like old aircraft brakes and things like that. So anytime there was things that we could lend them or, you know, donate, we would do that. So the Ghanaian soldiers ended up building up this amazing gym with aircraft brakes as like the plates. Mm-hmm. And, oh you know, they made the dumbbells and the barbells with cement. cement. Um, we just did pull-ups on a tree. You know It was mm-hmm. amazing. So that was the year I decided to compete again. So I, I got there. I was based there uh, beginning of 2017 and was definitely, you know, all poor me. I don't have anything to, you know, I can't compete anymore until I saw these soldiers training, like, so every single day so intense um with cement and i was immediately inspired and was like that's it i it's, have it's gotta be a to really about.
2: cool mindset then right yeah to be in
1: absolutely and that's all it is so in competing yeah. it really ends up being a little bit mindset so they inspired me i started training in, with cement in that outdoor gym in 40 degrees celsius and was like more inspired because of that yeah so i just kept going um moved around a few other bases but that I ended up doing a nine-month tour that year and so I just coached myself, prepped myself uh, in Africa and then nine months later flew to LA, competed in Beverly Hills and won my pro status.
2: So I have a whole bunch of questions but the first um, thing that comes to mind is you remember that movie Rocky where he's fighting Dolph Lundgren with the Russian beach <laughs> you know, Yeah, you guys are maybe a little young for that, but, I remember, uh, yeah, right? So, so Rocky has to climb mountains and like right, lift, right. you know, trees and whatever, right? And like um, nets full of rocks and stuff. So I totally knew he was going to win, right? Because Dolph was, you mm-hmm. know, stunt machines and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so big, different mindset, more natural training. And that's, that's just funny. funny. Yeah, build up the body there. That's well, make, awesome.
0: Makes you think how much mindset trumps everything else, like your, you know, yeah. your resources, your access to having the, the diet you would want, or that you know, maybe, the totally maybe you would want. It. Mm-hmm. It's
2: cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, but here's my big question: is that like I know how hard it is to trade for these things. I know how grueling it is, and I know what the mindset takes. I've treated all the way from the past of aerobics competitions to figure mm-hmm. competitions, bikini competitions, fitness competitions, natural bodybuilding competitions, and and how much dedication it takes not only to training, but to lifestyle. And yeah. and with lifestyle comes diet. Mm-hmm. How hard was it to find proper nutrition and to intake what you needed to intake and avoid what you need to avoid? Like there's not a lot of choice, is sure. there? When you're in
1: Ghana? There's not a lot of choice, but I kind of switched my mindset and I, I realized that there's not a lot of choice, but I also don't have this temptation that people at home have.
2: Mm, yeah, fair So enough. everyone's
1: got a different challenge, right? So, yeah. you know, there's... Like, when I reach stage, there's competitor... Everyone's got a different journey to stage and everyone's been faced with something they had to overcome along the way. You know, it's all... Mm. It's, usually about anywhere between four and six months to prep for stage usually so in that time you're bound to to face certain adversities whether it's it just with your family or uh, injuries or anything that could come up and or you know there's a lot of moms that compete that would be taking care of kids and trying to prepare all the sorts of different meals and have one that's you know, hard to organize their time, but then, too, there's more temptation and what if they're snacking on little things here and there. I'm just by myself in a war zone. Yeah, that's tough. That's what I have going against me. But I don't have the temptation Yeah, that people have at home. So I kind of I had a different mindset around it. I, I actually kind of realized that I was lucky in a way that I didn't have those things mm-hmm. and that I was actually constantly inspired by my environment and my surroundings because... I didn't feel like I had the right to complain yeah. about food when people outside couldn't afford food. Right. Doctor, so. I, I, I have more questions. Sorry.
2: Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> jump in. I suppose okay. um, so. You 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 mentioned injuries.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How like you can't be on great healthcare? Like i I know you know you're 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 now getting amazing healthcare coverage here, um, but um, like when you're. On tour, like, there can't be great healthcare coverage, I wouldn't think.
1: Uh, it depends. If you if we are on a military base, and if we're covered with the military, then then it would be good. But if we were, and most of the time we weren't. If we were on a UN base or we were living in the city, so in, mm-hmm. like, S- Sudan, I lived in just an apartment building right downtown, Khartoum kind of thing. So, uh, same with Congo. So, no, we would just go to the regular doctors, hospitals, and... Um, yeah, we didn't have a lot of options. Um, some healthcare is okay, but when it comes to sports, that's where mm-hmm. it's lacking. So,
2: so did you get really good at like self-therapy?
1: A little bit. I and, mm-hmm. and I was really injured. My worst year was 2018. I was just like, I had countless injuries that year. And uh, so I took that year off competing. Well, I competed in April. I took the end of the year off. And Actually, I did come back the next year, but in the meantime, I went to India, got my yoga teacher training. Mm. Um, I literally did the, like, eat, pray, love trip. (laughs) (laughs) I was just super zen living in India. And, uh, yeah, I got my yoga certification, and I started really getting into that, and I found that helped. So, yes, a lot of self-care. Yeah,
2: restoring proper movement yeah. to the body and, and mm-hmm. getting some
1: balance core. And I foam roll and I bring that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff on tour as well. I brought a lot with me on tour because I knew we had next to nothing. So uh, I would pack for my tours with, like, I always had a weighted vest. I brought dumbbells, kettlebells, um, ruined my luggage, but I uh. stocked <laughs> our bases in Africa really well. <laughs> so
0: so what, did yoga, uh, what did yoga kind of serve for you? Did you feel like you had to do something else to, to kind of experience something different, train your body in a, in a different dimension. Um, because some a topic that comes up a lot in you know our, our realm or in the past podcast is kind of over specialization or too much of one sport can almost be detrimental sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think bodybuilding is any different, like totally huge benefits to weightlifting, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but w- what did, what did yoga serve for you?
1: Uh, yoga has helped me in so many ways whether it's you know definitely with just stretching mobility all of that kind of stuff Um, but mindset and um, awareness that sort of thing breath work so this there's so many benefits to it Um, I kind of got into it originally for the mobility the flexibility that sort of thing it was i didn't really go for the (laughs) woohoo that's that's what i thought at first i was not about the um meditation initially and the spiritual side of it until i really got into it until i got hooked and then i realized the benefits of the breath work and the meditation now i'm super into all of that (laughs) um hypnotherapy i do that i do i do everything now so it
2: took a while to
1: That's get
2: amazing, to that point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The meditative side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice. well... Greg, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, so so you showed me some pictures before the podcast today, mm-hmm. which are pretty cool, right? It was where you were training in Ghana. So this is a super cool story of somebody who became a professional athlete while they were on tour uh, in war zones, uh, working at military facilities that didn't have the resources and and you were able to compete and become a champion at a world world level Mm -hmm. uh international level um people that's in and of itself a super cool story but until you see the pictures you don't fully grasp that Mm
1: -hmm. do you like
2: is there do you have like instagram that you know people can go to and, and look at
1: i do um I, I do post those sometimes. I, I will go back and I'll post things from tour. And so anyone that's been following me for a while has seen all of that. I should probably bring it back more uh, because it does. it is unique, of
2: yeah, It course. is. It's such a cool um, story, right?
1: But yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I don't bring it up as much. I guess I only have so much content when it comes to, yeah. to what I took, like of the cement weights and that sort of thing. To be honest, I... I took pictures when I was overseas of course but I always was I wasn't around I wasn't in a in a community of people of other athletes competitors or anything like that where people were doing this or people were taking selfies or videotaping yeah, yeah, themselves yeah. in the gym and most of the time I was in Muslim countries too so I was respectfully not oh. doing these things and not wanting to draw too much attention to myself either mm-hmm. so I didn't document as much as I would like to.
2: Yeah, no. But my
1: surrounding wasn't like that, and my friends weren't like that. It felt strange because most of my friends and family barely even use social media. Yeah. So it's, Mm -hmm. and once you get sponsored and all of those things happen, um, you've got that community of other athletes that you're that you're with that you're you're doing these things with. But it it is in your regular environment. It it does feel weird sometimes.
0: That kind of begs another question because when you look at people that compete in your you know field or pursue those dreams it almost seems like nowadays social media is an inherent part of kind of you know pushing it's you know not only does a sport like bodybuilding take an incredible amount of kind of daily discipline um and almost you know compulsive amount and then you have to show up and be perfect and kind of you know hold that abdominal pressure while you're posing and which I'm sure is exhausting you probably tell us about that but then there also is like an element of you're an influencer and so is that a role that you just kind of you know you just took on you just accepted as part of it or you you know was that difficult
1: Um, I think that I still don't see myself that way um I know my social media definitely has grown since I started fitness modeling. I think when I first started competing, I think I remember having maybe like five, 600 followers or so. So there's fitness modeling and competing has completely changed that. And then getting sponsored, of course, will change that too. Um, but it does come, yeah, it does. I We, many of us feel as though it does play a part when we're getting ready for stage and I think some people worry about that if we're getting judged on that about what the kind of politics are behind it you know who's more, who's got more you know followers or who's more famous when it comes to the show I don't think that that's really what it comes down to to mm-hmm. be totally honest um, but it does help with your career of course mm-hmm. so most of us that are competing um, are working in the fitness industry as well many of us are I wasn't for the past decade, and then so I've been competing for a decade, and then I only just started working in the fitness industry five six months ago.
2: <laughs> so I would argue that you became a champion because you are engrossed in that industry. Like I, you know, I go to the Olympics. I have had the honor mm-hmm. of going to a number of Olympics and games, like Commonwealth, Pan Am, Franklin, and I look back now and I go, oh my god, I have like virtually no pictures of any of these, of me yeah. being at these events, but you're engrossed and you're living in the moment and you're there and you're doing what you do. Right. And so you're so focused that mm-hmm. and your attention is on what it needs to be on that. You just kind of forget that side of it a little bit. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and you're
2: respectful. I'm not going to take pictures of athletes and say, hey, can I take your picture? You know, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just doing your thing. And so yeah. that's, that's part of you becoming a champion. Right.
1: Yeah. And then you're just more focused that way. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just yeah. putting in the work and that's really what matters in the end. So Yeah, I mean, looking back, I kind of wish I had more, I documented more of when I won my pro status, because that was, I did a nine-month straight tour in Africa, and it started with cement weights, and ended in Beverly Hills. Like, that is... It's crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That doesn't make sense, right? It's a great story. So I kind of wish I had something to show for that, but, you know...
0: It's a good point that, you know, the fact that that wasn't even a priority for you, kind of, maybe that's... Part of the reason your priorities were obviously elsewhere at the time, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't compete for only that reason. I mean, I compete for many other reasons. And I think Great. what's kept me in it for so long, um, well, one, I just am very com- competitive with myself. Not, I'm not competitive with others, but I'm competitive with myself, always wanting to be my best. So that hooked me. But then also because I started it right before going on deployments, um, the mental health side of it, Having that as an outlet mm. for the environment we were in, I don't know what I would have done. Because yeah, I saw sure. a lot of people have much worse <laughs> yeah. outlets, yeah. I would say. And I didn't want to go down that path. So,
2: so the, um, for those of you that don't follow you, what's your Instagram?
1: Julia Shelley. It is Julia Shelley. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, with the E-Y, S-H-L-L-E-Y. And then uh, Army of Angels is my business Instagram So well, my team
2: cool so, so what's next
1: what's next well uh, usually I compete at the world championship every August so that will be in Vegas this year ah
2: yeah Don't so sure.
1: most likely um yeah so most likely start prep in a couple of months maybe uh, semi-start it now we'll see and uh yeah have a little bit of a um not I didn't do much of a build this year, but maybe a kind of a, a a little bit of extra time and build and maintenance phase, and then move into a cut around April uh, and get ready for stage. So that that's the plan competition wise. Um, I don't know. Everything else is so new to me. I've been overseas for so long. So I just moved moved back to Canada. Um, I've only been here five months and just getting used to it. Like, I'm, I love it. I absolutely love being at Calgary all the time now. Uh, yeah. Settling in, building a business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else is next.
0: <laughs> well, it's probably time, hey? After, you know, all the, the crazy life travel that you've kind of been through to be able to yeah. kind of sink your roots in a little more.
1: Yeah, it feels good. Definitely been uh, on the go for a long time. So it's a lot to get used to.
0: Yeah, totally. Well... Thank you so much, Julia. Um, appreciate it. And that's, yeah, a very inspiring story to think. You know, there's so many people you talk to that it's, I mean, even myself, right? It's very easy to come up with excuses that, ah, oh, you know, I didn't really get a good sleep or a good meal in or whatever. And, and lots of things can get in the way of, of your, your fitness goals. But to think that you were able to obviously make that happen working with what you did is, uh, yeah, it's inspiring.
1: Thank you.
2: It's a great story.
0: Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: thanks. thanks for
0: having me. All right. And thanks to all our listeners. Uh, appreciate the support. And go ahead and follow uh, Julia Shelley at Julia Shelley Fit on uh, Instagram there. All right. Take care.